0: food from Uh, i don't think i need to explain that in too great detail uh because when we explode the lakes the fish come out already cooked we don't have to use and now some nobodies presents powerpoint showdown where each presenter arrives unprepared and just has to do their best without further ado this week's keynote speaker
1: Hello. And thank you for joining us for our conference tonight. Uh, you will hear four professionals discuss our topic for the week: the importance of vulnerability. I'll be your keynote speaker, Horatio St. Clair, and I will be delivering our first presentation. Can you bring it up on the screen, please? <clears throat> of course. What is vulnerability? Let's find out. Of course, vulnerability. If we soft, you to peel yourself away like the outside of an orange. Let's find out. Let's go to the next slide to start. Now, of course, there is strength and there is weakness in all things. And that strength and weakness is no better exhibited than in the monomyth or the original story that most people can recognize. The hero's journey as exhibited in 1977's hit, Star Wars, A New, 1999's Matrix, and 2023's Aquaman 2. Now, of course, Star Wars Anew deals with the fear of starting off on a new journey or experimenting a new hope, if you will. Luke Skywalker is vulnerable. His family is killed. Spoilers, I apologize for anyone who hasn't seen the film yet. I know it's recent. Um, but he's vulnerable. He's left his home. He's just leaving out into the wider galaxy and seeing things for himself for the first time. Similarly, in The Matrix, you can see Neo or Anderson. <laughs> um follow the path of standard hack into uh, um hacker into the one and experiencing that and two uh actually hasn't been released yet i was understanding that this presentation would be held actually in 2024 but due to various circumstances we had to shift our conference schedule around and I made my presentation ahead of time. So unfortunately, I cannot speak on Aquaman 2 at this time. Um, But let's keep things rolling on to the next slide, please. Now we have to ask, what if vulnerability was a superpower? And part of the monomyth is a character learning about their new abilities and using those abilities to grow and expand themselves. Now, if this is power over dreams... And that is heat vision. Now that may not follow to many of you, but it's really just a matter of following through on your dreams because dreams, you have to overcome your dreams and there's some friction involved maybe because you're not going to get there easily and easy going isn't exactly, you know, fit for real dreams. And then the heat of your vision is going to be the result of the dreams that you follow in the um i i really do apologize i expected to give this presentation after aquaman 2 and i was really banking a lot of my presentation on the plot points in that film um so heat vision uh boils the water and then the steam is the temperature that lifts you to have power over your dreams um can we can we advance to the next slide please <clears throat> course not to mention uh, RAR Um, I think this does speak for itself but I will elaborate somewhat Um, the color yellow is generally regarded as the color of dreams as you can see in the original uh, play from the late 1800s called The King in Yellow which H.P. Lovecraft based many of his works off of. Now the quality of the dream within that work does tend to have a different tenor than the dreams that many proceed to follow but Think it's really important to think the dinosaurs had dreams and the dinosaurs presumably followed those dreams now of course occasionally those dreams lead to a massive celestial uh body impacting the earth creating a massive impact crater a firestorm across the entire face of the globe which erases your species from existence and allows the lower creatures such as mammals to fill that niche and therefore evolve into humanity And I think that if you follow that line of logic back and you think that tiny rat burrowing out of the creature that died from the asteroid impact, it probably had a dream. And now here we are, just the dream of some rat in the carcass of a dinosaur. It's incredible what nature sometimes throws at you when you least expect it, isn't it? Let's follow through onto the next slide, please. If I don't say it, who will? Oh, man. All right. So in the comments nobody left unsaid someone else i say it now we have data on the y-axis and those phrases on the x-axis and oh dear yes i i seem to have of course banked this slide on the uh... multimedia box office success of aquaman two um... but you know if i if i don't say it then who will uh... james Wan certainly won't because he's delayed the film uh But you can see that primarily in the comments, you are going to see most the most people. 700 out of 800 people are in the comments. They're waiting for you to say something. Nobody? 600 out of 800 of those people are nobody. You don't need to worry about them. You only need to worry about the opinion of the top 200 people out of those 800. 800 and about 800 things that those people want to say are left unsaid. They're silent. They're in the comments, but they're not commenting on anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Of course you know, 50% of that, which 50% of 700, which comes out to a little less than 50% of 800. uh, There's someone else. They don't have dreams. They're not in the comments. Uh, And then, of course, 200%, 200%, 20% of that is what I say. I say it. And then 0% is left unsaid. Let's go to the next slide before I ramble on too much longer. (sighs) Of course, for all the invul- unvulnerables out there. Allow me to inform you. That's not a real. Uh, now it may look like this image of a pig wrapped in Christmas lights is actually a photograph of a pig wrapped in Christmas lights, but that is not a real. That is a fake. That's CGI. Someone's dream was to create that CGI image. And someone's dream was to make it look as real as possible. And I think that person achieved their dream. Let's go to the next slide, please. Uh, Now, if I can tell you a quick story. Girl meets boy. Boy meets girl. Boy falls for girl. Girl falls for boy. Girl falls down. Girl falls into a chair. But you know what? She accomplished her dreams. And she lifted up that sign that said, if I can tell you a quick story. I don't think anything needs to be said further on this. Let's go to the next slide. And in conclusion, I'll leave you with an analogy. When your only dream is to be a skunk, sometimes you don't worry about the quality or source of the stripe. And I think that concludes my presentation for this evening on the uh, importance of vulnerability. I'll now take some questions from the panel. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. Hugh Ackman. <clears throat> uh,
3: number one, eloquent presentation. Thank you. Thank you very much, as Close. all of yours are always. Now, I did have a question. You spoke a lot of Aquaman 2 and the failures of James Wan in pushing this film further backwards, but you never seemed to touch on why Aquaman 2 was so vulnerable. Uh, if you would, in a little over 200 words, please.
1: In a little over 200 words, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Will someone, uh, Mr. Zachman, will you maintain count for me yeah. in Aquaman 2? I believe Aquaman loses his ability to breathe air. So, when all the air on earth starts running out of uh, water vapor, Oof. he has to go and be vulnerable on air, but he can't breathe. So he's out of water and can't breathe and he loses his fish power. So he's just man instead of aqua. And I think vulnerability is really what takes us from where we are in our comfort zones to where we are unable to breathe. And I believe that's over 200 words, but it seems like everybody has lost count. So, I, I was counting so fervorously
3: that mm-hmm. I did not hear anything you said. but Excellent. am I'm, sh- I'm sure it was perfect and I'll listen back to this to okay. get my actual answer
1: very good and i hope that we can display it on screen at some point so i can have some record of this
3: i'll get down to
1: it all right further questions uh yes mr uh business jim i also had a question about aquaman mm-hmm. now you
0: seem to be worried about aquaman too, when in reality about 78 To ninety three superhero movies come out every single year. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't you just switch your Aquaman stuff to anything? The Batman, Guardians of the Galaxy three, Iron Man five, Avengers six, Batman four. I don't. I. I just. What is it about Aquaman? that was so
1: important to this presentation? Uh, None of the other superhero films you'll list are being crossed over with the Fast and Furious franchise. And to see Aquaman drive a submarine that turns into a car that goes into space is a scenario that I was quite thrilled to see. And unfortunately, we will not see it until 2033.
0: How do you know so much about Aquaman 2?
1: My sister is married to James Wan. No further questions. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, Tia.
2: Um, so non-Aquaman related question. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Um, Thank you, you mentioned that that very touching story about the girl in the chair with the sign. And mm-hmm. at the beginning of the story, you mentioned that there was a boy. And I was just wondering if like like you didn't elaborate at all. I'm a little curious. Does the boy have any vulnerability? Like what's what's going on with that?
1: Uh, the boy is vulnerable to film delays because that boy was James Wan and the girl is my sister.
2: Wow, thank you. Thank you. I was ha- cautious to ha-
1: answer that because they did not sign a release, uh, but I have very good lawyers. Fair enough. Uh, business Jim. Did that story
0: happen on a Friday and is your sister Rebecca Black?
1: I have not signed a release. Can I ask the uh, nature of the question?
0: She looked like Rebecca Black.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, it is. (laughs) Okay. Yes. That's my only question. Okay. Uh, Any further questions? All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, And, of course, uh, we will follow up my presentation here with uh, Tia's presentation. And we will get that pulled up in just a second.
2: All right. I want to start off by thanking everyone for being here today. Really appreciate you coming to listen to me talk. Something I'm very passionate about. Vulnerable solutions in an invulnerable world. Let's let's take a look, guys. Why? Why are people so invulnerable? The world is so is so cold and so hard and sometimes it can be difficult to see it feels like you have a blindfold on but that blindfold doesn't have to stop you from seeing the world around you that blindfold is only stopping your vision because you're making it i chose to make my blindfold clear as shown in this fabulous picture that's actually me um i I had different hair obviously but it's me um and When you open your eyes and you get rid of that blindfold, you can see literally and figuratively that the world is so much better with a little bit of vulnerability. Let's take a look at why, my friends. Muscles. The world can be a really scary place. And one thing that I've learned is it's so much easier to be vulnerable mentally when you're less vulnerable physically. Now, believe it or not, that is actually also a picture of me you, you can't really see much from the neck down, so it doesn't look like, but that's me, very obviously. Um, and I've, I've found that vulnerability becomes much easier when you start bodybuilding. I started bodybuilding actually just four months ago. I took that picture yesterday. Um, incredible progress, I know, not to brag mm-hmm. or anything. But in bodybuilding, I've made my body so much stronger that physical threats no longer bother me. I am, I am immortal physically. And that allowed me to open my mind mentally and to be more vulnerable. And I think that's super important. We can move on to the next slide, please. Now, I have a product for you. As I mentioned earlier in the first slide, that blindfolds and how you you might've thought that I was speaking figuratively, but I was not being figurative at all. I was very literal. As you see in this picture of my aunt, Clara, very beautiful woman, very thankful for her for being our product model. I have invented something that can help you to to feel more protected without actually being protected at all. And I call it the black and white strip thingies. Now, what they do is they cover up certain parts of your face that might feel very vulnerable, your eyebrows and your nose and your mouth. And it helps you feel, it's like a safety blanket, but it's just pieces of paper on your face. And what it does is it allows you to feel more safe and feel more invulnerable, actually being very vulnerable. And That's a super powerful tool. $29.99 as seen on TV. You can go on the next slide, please. Now, the benefits of this product. Number one, very aerodynamic. As you can see here, this is actually a study we did in 2007. I was, I was only three, but that's besides the point. Very smart, genius child. Um, I think I have superpowers or something. Anyway, I did a study in 2007 on the benefits of this product that I came up with, actually in 2006. And you may have assumed this, but you probably didn't. Probably did not assume this. Those things on your face, you might think they'd be like stopping you. You know, it it can be a lot. Maybe if you think they're heavy, they're actually not. Super aerodynamic, very convenient. Um, They're actually just sticky on one side, so you kind of like stick it to your face. I've had problems with it ripping my eyebrows out before, but that's what eyebrow pencils are for. No big deal. The ladies at Sephora were super helpful, found it super great. Um, Another benefit of the product is that it makes you run super fast because you're so much more confident and you're like, maybe you thought like, oh, I'm not a good runner, like I don't wanna run because what if people see me running and they think I look bad and I don't wanna do that. And that is invulnerability talking, and you don't want that. So you put on this product you run like the wind, baby. You don't even have to be a bodybuilder like I am, a very incredible bodybuilder, as we saw earlier. Um, it really helps to boost that confidence. And the aerodynamicness of it, I don't think that's where it doesn't matter, it just makes it that much better. We can move on to the next slide. Please. So this is my team. We've been working together since 2006 and a half, which is about six months after I started inventing this incredible product. and. Here are some of the incredible people that I work with. Obviously, I'm the CEO. Pretty sure that was a given. We have my incredible coworker, Jonald Glenderman. He is the president of the company. Now, you might be asking, why are you not the president of the company? I like to sleep. And Jonald actually hates sleeping. Um, He's actually immune to sleep. So that chicken hat on his head, that's actually another product that where my company is also working on, but it has nothing to do with vulnerabilities, so I won't really talk about that today. But that actually keeps him awake 24/7, keeps him going, so Johnald can really get that job done efficiently, which I really appreciate. Then we have Sweet Sue, canned whole chicken. She's the chief executive officer, super incredible. Now, one of the things that makes her so efficient at her job is the fact that she is a can of chicken, um, and <laughs> you might be thinking, well weren't cans of chicken just so vulnerable? And I thought that too, but sweet Sue really proved herself to me. And after some intense studies and work we did, we actually proved that Canned whole chickens are actually some of the most vulnerable things in the whole entire world. That makes Sweet Sue a great chief executive officer for my company. Next, we have Modrack the Tormentor, Scourge of Rochester. He's the chief operations officer. Now, as you can see, there's not much going on there. And that's exactly what you need in a chief operations officer. Efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. That's all I have to say on that. Last but not least, we have Richard Nixon, unrelated, completely different. Richard. As you can see, the other Richard Nixon you're thinking of would never wear that type of hat. That's how you can tell the difference. Um, And he's the VP of marketing. He's actually my um, cousin's brother's best friend's cat. Um, So that's super great. That's how how we hired him. Um, And the best part about him is that he's a cat, as I just said, but he actually looks just like a human. So I make him do all of the marketing. He goes out there and cats, believe it or not, are really good at like manipulating people and like convincing them that your products are great. And so Richard Nixon unrelated is super great at that. His marketing strategies are on point and that hat is just super stylish. If we can move on to the next slide, please. So an overview of the company. Uh, This is a graph of the distribution of amount by category. So basically what you can see is um, all of the cool stuff that we do and how much of it that we're doing. Next slide, please. In conclusion, now this wonderful picture, you guys are going to be really surprised. That's actually a picture of me. That is my, um, that's my eighth grade yearbook picture. And no, it is actually not edited at all. Now you haven't. You might be thinking, "Hmm, I didn't see any faces on her hands. Have you seen my hands? I don't think so. I've been hiding them. You know why? I'm a little ashamed of my face hands. However, though those face hands may make me seem vulnerable. I'm not afraid. Um, that does not mean I'm going to show you my face hands. i um, still a little insecure about them. But the point is I live my life as a very successful bodybuilder and model and cat wrangler and professional pickle eater and entrepreneur with face hands. And if I can do it, so can you. And that is the end of my presentation. Thank you very much. Mm. Can I get any questions from the panel? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, go ahead, Mr. Horatio St. Clair.
1: Yes, one of your slides was a chart detailing the allocation of amounts Mm -hmm. by category. Now, I was hoping if you could elaborate briefly on amounts into categories. Now, I saw one bar was very large and the rest were very small. So just any any light you could shed on that topic.
2: Yeah, so that's actually amount of people in my company that um, I make up in my head versus the amount of things that they do. Um, that big, that big one that you're referencing is, is the most, um, unproductive people in the workplace. And that is actually the real humans that work at our company, believe it or not, the smallest numbers, the people that do the most work are actually the people I make up in my head, which is very impressive and something that I'm willing to elaborate more in another presentation. But unfortunately we do have more to get to today. So I can, I'm happy to discuss that with you another time. You can reach out to my agent with any more questions on that. Of course. Uh, Hugh Zackman.
3: Yes. Uh, wonderful presentation. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Um, I heard that we've been trying to get you on our panel for many, many years. Yes. Um, and I do not want to bring up your face hands.
2: I would appreciate that. Uh, they make me feel very sad sometimes. Yeah. yeah. My question
3: is, you seem you spent the upwards of four months training your body into what you said, immortal.
2: Absolutely.
3: Or, right. Yet you left your brain vulnerable. Now, what are you going to do with an immortal body once your brain, which is fine to be vulnerable, dies?
2: So, uh, the funny part is, I think you're missing a key thing about this. Totally understandable. I didn't see it at first either. Um, Your brain is actually part of your body. So, you know, I I forgot it too at first. And I went to my doctor and I was like, how does that even work? And he was like, you silly, silly goose. I can't believe you didn't realize this. Um, No, basically what, what my doctor and by my doctor, I mean, WebMD uh, web MD said is if you body builds enough, eventually your brain just, you don't need it anymore. You start thinking mm-hmm. with your quads and your delts and your gluteus maximus, and it kind of takes mm-hmm. over the brain. Eventually your brain gets kind of like absorbed back into your body. Um, and it just makes more muscle basically is what WebMD said. So great question. So you, yeah. You
3: did take this advice from a doctor that called you a goose
2: yeah yes um well the funny thing is my doctor is actually blind so because it's a website um so he couldn't see that i wasn't a goose so i wasn't gonna really think too much into that you know
3: that's fair okay
2: yeah uh business jump
0: uh yeah um now that picture of you with all those big strong muscles yes um you had no skin on that picture um i was just wondering did you make your skin removable or do you are you wearing some sort of latex suit i just i I hate to bring attention to it but it's it's been freaking me out ever since
2: no that's that's a totally understandable question i'm actually glad you brought it up because i really wanted a chance to brag about one of i mentioned one of my other inventions um which is the um invisible skininator um, basically what happens is I, I was like building my muscles so much every day, putting 27 hours a day into the gym, no sleep, no food, no nothing, except for the 37 hours of sleep a day I get, I'm not really great at math. Um, and basically I was like, wow, my muscles are getting so big and strong. I really want a way to show them off to the world. So what I did was I basically went on WebMD again, trust WebMD with my whole life. This is not sponsored. I just really love WebMD. And they basically said if you mix vinegar and toothpaste and just a little bit of honey mustard together and then lather it all over your skin, let it sit for like 12 hours, the more it burns, the better it's working. And basically what happens is you just wipe it off, not in the shower, that, that hurts really bad. Don't like, trust me, I tried. Wipe it off with like a lotion tissue. You know, the ones you get when you have a cold and your nose is really sore, wipe it off. Skin, can't even see it. I'm pretty sure it's still there. But you can't even see it, so that's all that matters. Show off your muscles and then give it, like, a couple months. You get some scabs and stuff. It doesn't really feel great. I had to, like, stand pretty stiff. And then your skin just grows back. And it's actually very great and convenient. So I'm currently patenting that. Um, Soon enough, hopefully, we'll be able to sell that in, like, bottles so people can actually purchase it. Um, We're just waiting for, like, the government and doctors and scientists and everyone to say it's safe. So far, everyone said no, but I think they're just not giving it the chance it needs so i'll keep you updated on that for sure
0: thank you thank you that was my only question
2: absolutely anytime any other questions from the panel no thank you guys very much
3: perfectly
1: put (laughs) Mm -hmm. thank you oh thank you tia and i think our next speaker this evening will be business jim Mm. with his presentation Now, thank you,
0: first of all, to the panel. Um, I'm Business Jim. You might know me from my podcast, Business with Business Jim. I don't mean to plug anything, but I'm going to plug anyway. Um, And my presentation today is, Nothing Strong Was Ever Not Weak. Now, that might sound to you like, Like, very confusing. But I think as my presentation goes on, you're going to understand that nothing strong was ever not weak, nor was it ever not not strong. So I'm going to uh, proceed with my presentation by sliding on over to the next slide, please. Now, weak is just letters I wasn't sure about when I typed when I typed this slide up I didn't know um, if it was is or are uh, but as I said it I think that is is the right way to go so week is just letters when you're looking at it you can see the word w e a k you put an explanation point behind it and it looks. Very scary. You don't want things that are weak. But things that are not weak are not not strong just because they're not weak. Just because something's weak doesn't not mean it's not strong. I think you can understand that. Uh, As you can see, these trees, they can survive out in the middle. You might think trees are weak because their leaves fall off. You can break a stick off of them at any time. Squirrels just run up and down them. Woodpeckers just peck right through them. And you say, You weak ass tree. But no, the tree can survive a winter. Just because it's weak doesn't mean it's not strong. Doesn't mean it's not not weak. I, I think that made it perfectly clear. Next slide, please. <coughs> now, our tree is vulnerable. As you could tell by my last slide, trees are vulnerable those goddamn squirrels they climb up the trees they eat all the birds food Mm, those goddamn no matter what i do with these squirrels i put those feeders on that spin them around and throw them off they're just back up on the thing i can't get rid of these squirrels they think the bird food is just for them that's not the tree's fault though if you could, or else there would be more. There would be more weakness and vulnerability in the trees if we had more trees. Do we need more trees? We do, because the not weakness of the not strong weak trees is evident by the squirrels. The goddamn squirrels. Now, do we deserve more trees? We do. Us humans do, but the goddamn squirrels are taking all of our trees. Next slide, please. Trees are weak to be strong. They're always green. There's no non-greenness in a tree. Even when they're covered in white, they're still green underneath. Trees, like people, no matter what the outside looks like, They're green inside. And the green shows the not weakness. The not strong weakness in trees mirrors the strong not weakness of humans. By being green inside, sometimes we're white outside, sometimes we're brown outside, sometimes we're gray outside. Who can tell the difference? I can't because I use this this skin cream that makes my skin invisible. All I can see is the green inside of people. Next slide, please. Now, here are some areas. You might think that weakness has a stranglehold on our company. (laughs) I'm sorry, if I'm getting too business-like in my presentation, all I think about is business. I got business on my brain. I got business on my green, goopy brain. Now, in quarter one, the pounds of strongness outweighed the pounds of weakness. But, as you can see, the thinkers outweighed the strongness. Now, when we go through this slide, I'm not going to go through this whole chart. Let's just say that in the end, it, it, it works out that the thinkers are the the most pounds in a company, and the weakness and the strongness are just about equal. So when we look at business, we're looking at throughout the entire year, the strongness sometimes is up, sometimes the strongness is down, sometimes the weakness is up, but the thinkers are always the most pounds. Next slide, please. Now, you might think that strong women (laughs) lack strong men, but they don't. The way I was raised, strong men want weak women because the weak women, you're able to tell them what to do. They're not strong. They're not not weak. They're strong, not weak, but sometimes the strong women which where i'm from we don't really have too many strong women they're not allowed to be strong they're raised to be weak because the men where i'm from are weak but we don't like to think we're weak so we not weak ourselves by making our women strong by making our women not strong and i think that makes perfect sense now you might think that a horsewoman is weak but she's not she's strong we don't want no strong horsewomen we like a fragile woman, like a rope down to its last strand of hemp now we make our we make our ropes out of hemp Um, there's a bunch of math involved we're not going to get into that i don't really understand math i only understand business so what i'm saying is you got to find yourself a weak woman not a horsewoman. Next slide, please. I didn't want to get into this, but uh, I did find um, everyone's presentations. Uh, everybody wrote their <laughs> presentations down, and they um, they printed them out and they left them backstage in the green room and I found them and I read them. So I knew exactly what was going to go on in these presentations. Now, the data shows that before me, there were 4.5 presentations. I don't know how many are going to show up on this podcast, uh, because those first 1.5, pretty weak. Um, Now, after me, there's going to be four presentations, but... I don't want to make myself look too not strong by putting strong not weak presentations after me. So I'm gonna only put the weakest presentation after me so that everybody remembers my presentation. So once I'm finished, there's only gonna be the only the, the other one, the not strong, the the weak, uh the weak presentation. Um, and I'm sorry that you're going to have to sit through that, but when you put a, a not-strong, weak presentation after yours, yours looks more less-strong, more not-weak-strong. Next next slide, please. In conclusion, you can put a roller skate on some horses, and if those horses are women, y- you the only way that you can control a woman who's a horse is by putting roller skates on her because then she can't control herself. You got to make yourself strong by making the horse woman, the strong woman, you got to make her weak. And the only way to make a horse woman weak is to put roller skates on her. So she can't control herself. Now we do this all the time where I'm from. And uh, I don't want to tell you what we do after we put the roller skates on the horsewomen, um, I'm going to leave that up to your imagination. So, thank you for listening to my presentation today. I hope it made sense to everyone. I sent this through um, all of my business, uh, my business associates and my, my family business and my business podcast listeners. <laughs> And, uh, they all said it made perfect sense. So, uh, if it didn't make sense, um, I'm gonna blame it on, uh, you, you for not understanding because your brain is, uh, weak and not, not strong. Do you have any questions, anyone? Yeah, yes, uh, yes, Miss T, Tia,
2: Yeah. Tia? Yeah, um, so close. T- it's Taya, but you, you tried, doesn't matter. Um, just... I just want to circle back really quick. You happened to mention this super cool, interesting invention someone made, the invisible skin cream um, that I just happened to just bring up to you just minutes ago. So I'm wondering how you got your hands on a bottle of that and if I can have your lawyer's contact information completely unrelated.
0: Now, I said um, anything that I found in the green room uh, was property of me. So, I was going to ask you, actually, to go into business with me, because, you know, my business is is not weak. It's strong. Um, and I, I thought that your invention was very strong. Um, and I was going to give you uh, 50% of the profits that are made from the Skin Invisibilation Cream. But you left it laying around, so it's mine now, but... Uh, because of the law of uh finders keepers next question please uh yes mr uh hugh zachman
3: thank you <clears throat> now it seemed you spent a fair amount of the time that you were given uh talking about weak women or strong women whether they were either horse women or human women but i fail to recognize where any of this comes into a vulnerability
0: well i I mean i think it's pretty obvious myself um oh i didn't ask a question
3: yet Uh, (laughs) my uh, my question was on the slide that you presented with the graph on it you failed to explain what the graph actually was and if i could see quickly if if we could bring that slide back up pretty please uh if, if that's okay if somebody can take care of that any um if do we have any producers here yes okay uh so this slide here if i look at
1: the bottom it does say that there is is this pizzazz and comfort i'm read that third one as combat but comfort makes more sense oh
3: or combat i can barely read it and i was just curious if you could explain that please
1: now
0: i didn't want to get into it because it doesn't it doesn't really make that much sense um i, I was just going by the numbers uh we got before me Style, you know, we've got Pizzazz. Um, and I'm going to... Uh, that is supposed to say combat. uh Because I am going to fight all the presentations uh, for me and after me with style and Pizzazz. As you can see, I already have my style. You haven't seen my Pizzazz yet. But when I fight you, you'll see it. There will be combat. And I'm also going to have to fight whoever... Uh, made up that slide because it it's wrong.
3: Thank you. That was more than what I was expecting.
0: Yes, Mister Saint Clair.
1: Um. Yes. Thank you for the presentation. Um. During the presentation, you made a point of your theory that all trees and all people inside are green. Yes. And just recently, when answering Teo's question, you mentioned a green room. Now you understand that we are within a conference hall and not a tree or a person. Correct.
0: Yes, well, the room where we get ready, um, there's a lot of trees in there. And also, I killed a bunch of people, and their green uh. insides are all over the place. Um, mm. I, I'm uncomfortable in a room that's not green. Um, okay. So I'm going to do whatever I have to to make any room that I'm inside of uh, green.
1: Okay, no further questions from me. I think that's fair.
2: Yeah. All um, right.
1: Yes. Thank you, business Jim. And without further ado, our final presentation for the evening, Hugh Zachman.
3: First off, I'd like to thank everyone for coming and spending time outside of the green room. Uh, it is a goopy mess in there, um, but green. Now I would like to bring everyone's attention back to what the topic at hand was supposed to be. And which I believe my last presenter failed to uh, remember was vulnerability. And one way to find out the strengths and weaknesses of vulnerability is to display uh, the personal vulnerability. And it's easy to think about uh, vulnerability by a couple of things. What is vulnerability? It's the idea of taking chances. It's the idea of making mistakes and whether you put the wrong piece of the puzzle into a different box It doesn't really matter how the puzzle is going to come out because we're all vulnerable. We all make mistakes, but it's about recognizing that and moving forward, which I plan to get to. Next slide, please. Now, why vulnerability is important? So many factors. Uh, Now, I like to bring everyone's attention back to something very simple the dictionary. Now, Merriam-Webster's defines vulnerability as uh, capable of being physically or emotionally wounded. Now, when you look at this turtle shell, it's easy to wound a turtle with a hammer. But the things you kind of forget about is how much pressure can a turtle withstand? Is that physical pressure? Do I weigh my staff in pounds and strength and weaknesses? No, it's emotional pressure. How much pressure can a turtle withstand when it comes down to the societies and what a turtle social media expects out of that turtle. And yeah, you could crack open a turtle shell and try to find where the brain is, but guess what, my friend? A, that's not where it's vulnerable. B, not where the brain is. Next slide, please. Now, many different types of vulnerability, we'll get over those later. Um, One of those is obviously social vulnerability. Now, I'll say one nice thing about each of the other three panelists, And that's going to be easy because like I said, vulnerability is taking chances. <laughs> now you have a uh, businessman Joe up there who is so vulnerable that is unwilling to let himself be seen on camera because of his either invisible skin or his love of, I guess, figures, who knows? Now, Taya, I tell you, if there's one thing that I know about Taya It's the hustle and grind of not only working out 27 hours a day or sleeping 34 hours a day, but also being able to hustle at least six different products, even though I don't understand what your business is. And that's nice. Now, Mr. St. Clair, for a person that is really only a head, uh, a a little bit of shoulders and one floating arm, I do applaud you for coming out of that sloopy green room and Letting us know exactly your love of fruit and vegetables and other things that are probably vulnerable. And I think it's within all of us to realize that we need to be vulnerable and accept these pleasantries from time to time, even if they're coated with some sourness. Next slide, please. Now, it's easy. Uh, like, like businessman Joe, he could show you a bunch of weird graphs that talk about comfort and combat. I, I like to keep things simple. It's the 50 40 10 rule 50 set points, 40. Intentional activity, not international activity, no matter what you think it says. Intentional activity. Now, that could be emotional, physical, any kind of activity, whatever. As long as it's intentional, you're going to be doing it 40% of the time. There are 10% circumstances. Now, vulnerability lies in all of these. Uh, you could set points and uh, get vulnerability that way by dunking on your fellow player. Intentional activity, easy, making fun of businessman Joe. That's intentional and he's vulnerable enough to handle it, I hope. Then you have circumstances. I'm here, I'm vulnerable. You saw that. Next slide, please. Now, another one of those vulnerability measures we talked about earlier is the actionable vulnerability. Um, you might see things like my most, emb- <laughs> my most embarrassing secret. And that's an easy one. When I was six years old, I fell in a crab trap outside of <laughs> outside of Atlantic City. <laughs> an old man pushed me down because they thought I was faking about it. But I was actually crying because I was six years old. My stomach was cut open on a crab trap. And my second most embarrassing secret is... When I was 17 years old, I walked onto a movie set trying to be an an actor slash comedian. And I saw Danny Glover and he pushed me. (laughs) And I got upset and I cried and I called my dad because I couldn't drive. And my third most embarrassing secret... And once again, I I really want to be open and and honest with everyone because I think vulnerability is something that is strong. It's passionate. My my third most embarrassing secret is when I was nine years old. I was at my friend's house playing a video game because I never knew what an NES was. Uh, I was supposed to come home around 2.30. I end up looking at the clock at 9 o'clock and it was dark and my mom was worried because I was nine. Uh, I told her that I was kidnapped and I had <laughs> recently escaped to which she called a cop and I was interrogated for three hours as a nine-year-old for lying about a woman with brown hair stealing me <laughs> out of a Kmart parking lot. Either way, vulnerability is, it can be intense. I'll let you sit on that. Next slide, please. Now, my favorite movie of all time, Easy. You have the best part of the mummy, Rachel Wise. you have the best part of Batman, Colin Farrell. You put those together, you get those clampies, which is a lobster. Now it is available on Digital HD and Blu-ray. And you can watch it any way you want to, but really it's the vulnerability of the message is important. Whether you watch it on laser disc as I do, or you watch it through the neighbor's front window, which is what Mr. St. Clair does, he cries. It's emotional. That's vulnerability right there. Next slide, please. Confidence builds character. That's easy. Vulnerability is not a lack of confidence. It's almost too much confidence. (laughs) Now, to show show you how confident I am in this thing, I'm going to give you my social security number, which is 221 Now, my mother (laughs) made a name. Ironically, it's Taylor. That is capital T A Y L O R, and the name of my first childhood pet <laughs> was actually Mighty Banjo. He was a uh, a black cockapoo, and he died in a house fire. Next slide, please. <laughs> now, in conclusion, vulnerability comes in many different forms, sizes, colors, ages. And one thing you got to remember is how to explain what memes are to your therapist. It's an easy way for older people to talk about their own invulnerabilities. They don't understand memes. They don't even know how to say it. Is it memes? I don't know. I don't watch a Drew Carey show anymore. All I know is you have to take the step out of your comfort zone and be vulnerable. You have to fall down the steps a little bit just so your neighbor says, hey, are you okay? Because guess what? That's emotional attachment. That's vulnerability. Why is your neighbor checking on you? He's a prick. Get out of here. He's vulnerable now. You can stab and rob his stuff because you know he has a new Xbox. All I'm trying to say here is, by taking the time to share, we are all being vulnerable. By taking the time to make mistakes, by going before me in the presentation, all vulnerables. You can see it in the sweat that beads down uh, uh, Mister Saint Clair's face. He's vulnerable. And you can see it in the lackluster action figures that Mr. Joe has laying around while he has to uh, uh, defecate himself, not on camera. Vulnerable. And Taya, is that art? Vulnerable. Thank you very much, folks. Uh, I'll take any and all questions you have right now. Vulnerability is all that's important here. Thank you. Oh, yes, uh, Taya.
2: Yeah. So. I just wanted to uh, revisit that slide where you discussed your first, second, and third most embarrassing moments. Um, We we don't have to, but sure. No, no, (laughs) we're going to. Um, I just, I really enjoyed that. And I was wondering, um, less wondering and more um, demanding that you share your fourth most embarrassing (laughs) story, if you wouldn't mind.
3: Yeah, honestly, when it comes down to vulnerability, I think it just behooves all of us that I make sure that I... (laughs) and very clear uh my fourth most embarrassing story is i was trying to do a stand-up routine to a llama once and i uh i got spit on a lot and it was on camera and i got so scared that i accidentally punched this llama in the face and uh the llama bit me and i left uh crying uh bloody and with a lot uh, i don't know if you know this but there is literally 1.3 liters of hot moist saliva that comes out of a llama's face so uh, I was very wet
2: that's very embarrassing thank you for
3: sharing my pleasure thank you for asking oh yes Mr St Clair
1: yes uh thank you for the presentation and your show of vulnerability um I do believe going back to slide seven it was incomplete what was the name of the street you grew up on as a child
3: uh Appleton Street in okay Virginia Beach Virginia <laughs> obviously you. you know that of course Uh, (laughs) any more questions before I go check all of my bank accounts (laughs) oh yes (laughs) Mr. Joe cyber vulnerability is something we need to get into and we should talk about that next week but yes uh businessman Joe
0: yeah yes um my associate Voltron did fill me in on all the things that I missed while I was um excreting uh excrement um (laughs) And he told me that the nice thing that you said about me. It was very, very nice. I appreciate the niceness of your thing. Um, now, I had one question. Um, could you please tell us uh, your fifth most embarrassing secret? Before, now, I did have to get ready for the combat section of this. Uh, so, if you could relive... All of your first four worst, uh, most embarrassing secrets, and then tell us the the next one that you have.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And um, you must have read my book if you can (laughs) really, you really want me to bring this up. But yes, my fifth most embarrassing story. Uh, I was eight years old, and uh, uh, whenever my dad (laughs) mowed the lawn, he threw all of my toys that were in the yard under our porch, which had a hinge door on it and i had to go get all of my toys my voltrons and my transformers and i went under there and the door slammed shut behind me and i was locked under there with a family of possums including the mother possum that thought i was trying to steal or eat her babies where she started to attack me and all that i could do is throw my toys at the the possums and i was uh terrified because i thought that i was going to lose my he-man dolls because of this possum when my dad found out that I was crying, he reached under there. He pulled the door up and he reached under to pull me out. But he only pulled my pants off. Uh, so now that I had the door open, I ran out. I had uh, one Voltron toy and no pants on. And I was crying because I was attacked by a possum. And uh, yeah, a lot of people saw that.
1: How embarrassing. Fairly. How
3: embarrassing. Yes, Mr. Dale.
2: Yeah. Just, just one more quick final question before we wrap things up. Um, mm-hmm. You actually uh, mentioned in your answer to Mr. St. Clair's question, um, your, your bank account. And I was just wondering if you'd be willing to share your credit card information while you were, while you were at it. That brought up a really great point
3: absolutely you know honestly vulnerability is is important and the only way to stop vulnerability is to understand where the attacks are coming from uh my credit card number is a visa by the way and it's going to be a 4065-0082-1687-0078 and that's going to expire in (laughs) may of 2025
2: okay yeah and the, Uh, the three digit number on the back there is. Yeah. yeah it's actually yeah, 608. Six wow. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> vulnerability is key. Uh, I believe that's all the questions. I don't think I have any more information or money to offer.
1: So excellent. Well, thank you, Mr. Hugh Zachman, for that display of personal vulnerability. You're an inspiration to us all. Now, with all the presentations given, of course, each member of our panel is going to indicate which speaker they believe deserves to win the $50,000 grant, which normally is given from some nobody's Patreon account, but has been graciously gener- uh, donated from Mr. Hugh Zachman's bank account. Uh, now, with my uh, myself as number one, Taya is two, Business Gym is three, and Hugh Zachman is four, will each member of the panel, in th- in on the count of three, reveal which panelist they believe wins the prize we will show in three two one and i believe the panel has spoken the winner hey, for you. this week is Taya. Thank congratulations
0: you. Thank you. now when i defeat Taya in uh combat and her green uh insides are all over the place uh does that make me the winner for the week or is it still uh teya uh, still no, I, believe Taya, the,
3: I believe the question segment of the show is over, <laughs> oh, and uh, Mr. Monster. Horatio St. Clair has
1: more words of wisdom. I do. Of course, that concludes our <laughs> conference for this week. Now, please, Taya, tell us about the topic for next week's conference.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited about next week's conference. I will personally be in attendance. Um, it's actually on my favorite topic of all um, doors or wheels. Um, are there more doors or wheels in the world? What do you think? There is a correct Mm -hmm. answer. And if you get it wrong, I will be sending the president of my my company, that guy with the chicken hat. You remember him? The one that doesn't sleep. He will, he, he will not be happy about it. And that is all I have to say about that.
1: Well, thank you, Taya. And of course that $50,000 grant donated from Hugh Zapman will be delivered to you in giant novelty check. And that concludes again, our conference for the week. We will be back at the convention center next week for our conference on doors or wheels, which ones are there more of in the world? And we'll see you then. Now, does anybody want to plug where we can find any further work from you? Uh, let's start with business Jim. Hi, I'm business Jim,
0: also known as Michael Colby. Uh, I'm from the podcasts. I, I do them. Um, one of them's called Jack Billings presents haunted apartment complex. It's on the pod moth network. Um, it's a wonderful network where you should look up podmoth.network and find all of the wonderful shows. Um, I also do Generation Clash, which is a music podcast, and, um, I love this terrible game, which is a video game show where we talk about video games, and I promise you, I don't talk in this accent, um, on any of those, and I wish I could stop doing it now, but, um, I can't, so, sorry about that.
1: And uh, Mr. Hugh Zachman, where can people find more of your work?
3: Yeah, well, I actually talk the same way as businessman Jim. It's odd that he was, I thought he was mocking me the whole time, which is why I had to change my voice. You can find Squid Game Season 2 soon on Netflix.
0: Oh, are you just plugging uh,
1: Squid Game Season 2? I'm st- I'm staying in character. Alright, and uh, Teo, where can uh, interested parties find your stuff?
2: Um, well, I am one half of the Offbeat Worm podcast. Um, what's it about? I don't know. Whatever. Um, also, from the PodMoth Network, we love the PodMoth Network, so check us out over there, or just Offbeat worm. There's nothing else named that, so it should
1: be pretty easy to find. Excellent. And of course, I am Horatio Saint Clair, filling in for Dylan Terry. You can find Dylan Terry's work along with Hugh Zackman. Uh, everything some nobody's does. We do a Tuesday show called Twitching Upstream, where we do character uh, story development. We do a Sunday show called Talking Upstream, where we do a little bit of story development, but we interview people from the industry, creatives, staffing people, uh, talent scouts, etc. <laughs> You should tell them about
3: the one comes out on the 20th. Uh
1: yes. I don't I remind never, myself which one that is.
3: Never mind. I forgot this has oh. not coming out for like a month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tune <talking>. in for <laughs> insert show
3: title and guests at a later date. Well, it was End the of- gen, it was the Jen Rudin one, but that's oh, okay. a month ago.
1: I yes. Um and of course, Silicon Angels CYOP appeal. Podcast, podcast, a podcast show. Any of our fictional or otherwise improv stuff, uh, and of course the pro the movie review podcast that shall not be named. The Real Boys. You can go listen to that. Okay, never don't, mind. Michael shake into the Real too. Boys. Never no, mind. We'll bleep not. we'll bleep those out and post. Yeah, do. <laughs> but hey, thank you everybody for watching uh, PowerPoint Showdown. And I wish we'll... I put this tape
3: not in front of my eyeball. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Not great Uh, placement. I'm going to, yeah, you know, we've all had a good time. Hope you've had a good time. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank
0: you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of some nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win. Join us next week for another showdown. Thanks for providing that big Big, big, big prize, guys. The good energy that comes from our thoughts and prayers, power, the electrical things,